Hello, and welcome to the Mobile User Acquisition Show, a podcast to help you unlock tremendous growth for your app. My name is Shamant Rao. I'm the CEO of the boutique growth marketing firm, Rocketship HQ, and host of the podcast, Mobile User Acquisition Show. In each episode, we feature experts in the field of mobile growth and discuss strategies, tips, and pointers from the leading edge of mobile growth marketing. By the end of each episode, you will have gained actionable and tactical insights that will help you make more informed decisions in your own work around growth. The Mobile User Acquisition Show is produced by Meryl Vincent, Content Marketing Manager at Rocketship HQ. Our guest today is Michael Taylor. Mike is the founder at VexPower, a platform that hosts simulator-based courses for data-driven marketers who want to be more technical. Prior to this, Mike also co-founded and led the team at Ladder.io. Today's episode has two parts. This audio interview, which is followed by a video walkthrough that's on YouTube. The audio interview that you're listening to provides background and context. And in the video, Mike takes you through a screen share of Lightweight MMM, how it's configured, and he also shows how to use it and run it. You can check out the video through the link that we've added in the show notes. And you can continue listening here to enjoy the audio interview. I'm very excited to welcome Mike Taylor, the founder of Vexpower to the Mobile User Acquisition Show. Mike, welcome to the show. Yeah, nice to be here. Yeah, excited to have you, Mike. And for folks listening and reading on the site, I think this is a slightly different format from a lot of our traditional episodes because Mike is going to take us through a walkthrough of what we're going to talk about, which is on YouTube, and we will link to that, right? But I would like for us to have this interview to really provide context and background for folks before they dive into the YouTube video to understand exactly what we're talking about. And certainly we're going to talk about something that we've talked about quite a bit, at least in the last couple of months, in terms of solving for iOS measurement challenges. And one of the things, obviously, that's been top of mind for us, and certainly something we've learned from you, Mike, about has been MMMs, media mixed models, right? And there have been different flavors that we've talked about. So yeah. certainly the some we've learned from, learned from you about. Let's start by having you tell us, Mike, about Facebook's Robin, how that works, and that's how, A, how Robin works and how it's different from let's just say traditional MMMs, which most of us think about in terms of, hey, this is what Nike or Coca-Cola would use. So traditionally, you know, MMM, it's been around since the 1960s. It's not a new technique. And usually they would do this in Excel or, I mean, back in the 60s, it was a big computer that would fill up the whole room, you know, <laughs> but then now we can do it on Excel or a lot of people will use like kind of custom R scripts, like R is there. A statistical programming language. So what's kind of different about what Facebook has done as they entered the market is that they realized, I think, that if you just leave it to the analysts, you leave it to the people who are doing MMM, they can be biased, right? Like a lot of these traditional MMM consultants and agencies and freelancers and specialists, you know, they are obviously very good at what they do, but there's a lot of room for interpretation with MMM. Like you can basically p-hack your way to whatever result that you want. And they're all hired by traditional brand marketers, right? Who are, you know, very, very 
keen on hearing the message that TV ads are working, right? And they don't really care that much about digital. <laughs> so, so I think that Facebook saw, I haven't asked them this specifically, but like, at least, you know, from my take on the market is Facebook saw this and said, Hey, if we want, like, if we know that Facebook ads work and even post iOS 14, we know that they'll continue to work, but like, how do we get people to understand that? And how do we make sure that we take the bias out of doing the MMM process? So that's really the headline for them is it's kind of like removing human bias and, and automating it for, you know, really anyone to try this type of analysis. So they made a couple of stylistic choices because of that. Like they use ridge regression, which is a machine learning algorithm, uh, which is a, you know, a bit more advanced than what you would normally do in Excel with regular linear regression. It's still related, but it, it, what it does is, you know, it kind of automatically does feature selection for you. So if you put a variable into an Excel model or into a normal kind of MMM model, and that model isn't statistically significant. Normally the analyst would then choose whether to like leave it in or remove it or change it in some way. With Robin, it just automatically shrinks to zero in yeah. terms of effect, right? So if you have a channel that's not statistically significant, at least, you know, if everything's kind of working okay, then it will, you know, remove it from the model automatically for you, right? So I think like that's one stylistic choice they made. The other thing they did was that, you know, because now, you know, we'd, you know, we don't need a computer the size of a room, right? Like my, my laptop can build 10,000 models in a couple, a few hours. So power is much better now and much cheaper now than it used to be. So, you know, taking advantage of that, they're using Nevergrad, which is an evolutionary algorithm, basically kind of starts building models and uses natural selection <laughs> between these models, like to almost like grow towards the right solution. So they're always trying to make the model more accurate and trying to make the model more plausible and, and plausible meaning like it's not recommending something that's like really wild compared to what you're currently spending. And therefore it's kind of doing a lot of that selection for you. Like rather than having an analyst build a hundred yeah. models and then choosing the best one, instead it's building 10,000 models for you automatically and then giving you maybe like a hundred of the best to choose from. Yeah. And it'll also tell you what the accuracy of those models are when you compare historical forecasts versus actuals, which yeah. again, it's my, again, my, in my limited experience is one of the things that we have found valuable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think actually the biggest thing that they've done is just lend credibility to this as a, as a, an approach. I was investigating MMM already because I had seen there were issues with like ad blockers with some of my clients. Cause I had a lot, I was working with like a lot of developer tools and things and, you know, it was like 30, 40% of the people visiting the website had ad blockers on. So, you know, you can't actually attribute <laughs> that traffic. And then you have GDPR on top and ITP, like intelligent tracking prevention was something that came out on uh, Safari a while back where it, all the cookies get deleted after seven days. You know, so, so like to me, like last click was already dead when iOS <laughs> 14 came in and killed yeah. it. So, yeah. so I was already exploring it, but then when Facebook came out with this model, it was like them kind of reaching down from the heavens and saying, <laughs> okay, I anoint this uh, technique as, uh, you know, as, as a plausible thing to use, you know? And I, I think that's what got a lot of people interested because before that point, it wasn't on a lot of people's radar. And the people that had tried it, like didn't quite understand it or hadn't really investigated it, didn't have a statistics background. So I think like now it's created a lot of interest. I agree, right? And I think part of what I think made it more widely used it's just that 
that's much more usable than traditional models. Right? Yeah. That's much more easily usable. And again, folks on our team with very little developing, development background are able to use it. I think yeah. that's just very powerful and it, just that how it's been democratized just now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's also just open as well. When I was trying to learn MMM, it was very, very hard to find anyone who would tell me anything, right? Because they see it as the yeah. secret source, you know, yeah. but we have a proprietary algorithm. Okay. Do you really, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I had like a few really generous people, like uh, there's a uh, Grace Kite, uh, Dr. Grace Kite from uh, Magic Numbers. She was really great. Like took me, took me through a lot of their training uh, that they give to their new staff. But, you know, I was also talking to a few other kind of people I was you know, kind of working with on a freelance basis and they were kind of like showing me what they did. And then I was just trying to learn from what they did. So it was really hard actually to even get any information. I was like reading all these obscure statistics papers, you know, so it was, it was tough. Uh, and then obviously when Robin comes out, it was completely open source. So you could actually poke into the code and see what was happening and like why they were doing certain things. And they actually provided a lot of documentation. The team has been really yeah. good at like answering queries as well. So I think that's yeah. another thing they brought is like, the Silicon Valley openness, you know, to uh, what is, uh, can be quite a shady industry. Certainly. And just to switch gears a bit, and this is what your video is going to be about, right? So yep. tee us up and tell us what Google is doing and how is that different from what Facebook's doing? Yeah. So Google has entered the arena now and I was really waiting for that. Just to kind of caveat it, it is an unofficial library, lightweight MMM. It's called basically a kind of a side project of, of one of the engineers, but I mean, it's a great entry. The thing that was, I was really excited about was when I was trying to learn, even like pre Robin, I found all these kind of papers about uh, from Google about how to do Bayesian MMM. And, and they were too complicated for me to understand. You know, they wrote like six of these papers in 2017 and it was all like, you know, similar people at Google writing them. So they're actually like ahead of Facebook on, on MMM, but they just never released a tool for people to use. And I don't know why now that this has come out and it's actually referencing those papers, it's, you know, it's actually built on those same principles. The Bayesian Markov chain kind of algorithm they use is, is really different in practice and in theory to what Facebook is doing with Robin. Facebook is much closer to like a traditional MMM. Um, it's, you know, some like cool machine learning stuff sprinkled on top. I think Bayesian is really kind of fundamentally different in terms of like what it can do and how it does it. Help us understand how so, because I, I obviously understand what Bayesian models are. I am yeah. not so sure everybody listening will. So help us understand yeah. what Bayesian paradigms are, Bayesian models are, and how that applies to what you're talking about. Yeah, so again, I had to read a bunch of statistics books and talk to smart people. Where I really learned Bayesian from was from Michael Kaminsky from Recast. So he was kind of a bit of a mentor on that. He built the data science team at Harry's. So they, they obviously use this in-house and then now he has like a marketing modeling tool that he's using. So he basically kind of walked me through this. And, and the example that really helped me understand Bayesian was... If you think about what you're trying to do when you're building a model, there are like, it's kind of like the game Battleship, right? So I don't know if you've ever played this game. It's like, uh, basically you have a grid, you, ha you have like maybe yeah. 100 squares in the grid and you can't see the opponent's grid, right? But you place your ships on the grid and some of the ships are five long, you know, some are too long. And then you take turns firing, right? So I'll say, you know, I want to fire on grid like D3. And if I, you know, if I miss, you tell me I miss. If, if I hit, you tell me I hit. 
And the, the kind of way you win the game is like when you get a hit, you fire lots of times around that place where you got the hit and then hopefully you sink the ship. But obviously you can't see the ship yourself. And I think the modeling is a lot like that. Like the reason why, you know, Facebook with Robin is building 10,000 models, it's because it's trying to like sink the ships. Essentially, you know, It's trying to find the right models out of the, you know, thousands and thousands of models that are wrong. And Bayesian does that in, you know, in a, in a different way, kind of approaches that in a different way. And actually the way it does is kind of crazy, like kind of simulates the physics of a ball rolling down a hill. So if you can kind of imagine, you know, if you, if you have a chart, right, and you, you have like a correlation, so you have a line chart and, and like two variables are correlated, that'd be like the simplest model. When it finds the edge of the line, it will roll balls down the hill, you know, to find where the, where the line is drawn, right? So, so like that's kind of my, my layman's term explanation of it. And it does it super efficiently. I think like one thing that's really different about the way that they do it is like all of the parameters of the model being estimated by this. Whereas with Facebook, it's two different algorithms. It's, you know, the actual model is being built by ridge regression uh, and then, and then the saturation. So like where, where does the channels get inefficient when you spend more money? Uh, that's being done by Nevergrad, the evolutionary algorithm, right? So uh, the difference with Bayesian is like all of that is kind of self-contained in the model. It's all being estimated together at the same time. Right, right. Yeah, uh, I think that definitely makes a lot of sense. Again, I'm not a programmer, but at, at a high level, having used yeah. and seen Robin, and certainly as somebody that's excited to dive into Google's lightweight MMM, yeah. this is definitely exciting and interesting. Yeah, uh, but, I, but I mean, I think all of that is like really esoteric. I don't know which one's more efficient, right? Like I, I can't work out the maths myself, but, but what it lets you do, which is different, like the, I think this is a real business value, is that you can tell the algorithm like where to roll the balls you know <laughs> uh, so right. if you know that there's like gold buried in the hill over there you know you can say throw all the balls yeah. near that hill if that what's an sense. example of that so, what, yeah so that they, they call that priors a really simple example is so, you know if you've had Beijing, you've had someone talk about priors really simple yeah. example is you know whenever i run like a marketing mix model in excel quite often I'll get like, it'll say like Facebook ads drove negative revenue, right? And the coefficient will be negative. And you're like, that's not to My campaign wasn't that bad that it decreased sales, <laughs> you know? So with Bayesian, you can say, I know that this campaign didn't decrease sales, you know, but I also know that it probably didn't drive like a hundred percent of sales. So I know that it's somewhere in between and that's like a, a simple example, but you can get much more complex like you can say, you know, I know that there's diminishing returns in this channel, or like, I know that with TV, that there's going to be a lagged effect. So you can, yeah. you can be a really, you know, a lot more kind of descriptive to the model and incorporate some of your domain knowledge into the model so that it leads to much more plausible results. Absolutely. No, that makes a lot of sense. That is perhaps a good place for us to let folks jump off into your video. It's yeah. on YouTube, right? So folks can find out more about Lightweight MMMs, right? This is a good place for us to wrap up the audio piece. But yeah. before we do that, Mike, can you tell folks how they can find out more about you and everything you do? Yeah, so, you know, I, you mentioned I'm co-founder of VexPower. It's a simulator-based training. So... Essentially, we make up fake companies and, and then give you tasks to do for that company. So it's kind of like on the job training. 
Bayesian MMM is one of the things that we teach. So we have a course on, on how to you know, get up and running with lightweight MMM. We have another course on how to do that. Same thing with Robin and you know, lots of other courses that you pay for on subscription. So, so definitely check that out if, uh, if, if you want to learn how to do this yourself. Wonderful. Yeah. And we'll link to that in the show notes as well. But for now, this is a good place for us to wrap. Thank you so much, Mike, for taking the time to talk to us. All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Mobile User Acquisition Show. If any of this was helpful or instructive, I would love for you to leave us a review or rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. This podcast takes a ton of time, effort, and love to produce, and I deeply value every review and every piece of feedback that you share.